Good morning from the newsroom of the Financial Times. Today is Tuesday, January 14th, and this is your FT News Briefing. The UK is trying to get back the millions of pounds it doled out as part of a no-deal Brexit awareness campaign. The US says it has new intelligence on why the UK should not adopt Huawei technology in its 5G mobile network, and the US Treasury Department lifts China's currency manipulator tag. Plus, tonight, six Democratic hopefuls will take part in the final U.S. presidential primary debate before the crucial Iowa caucuses. The FT's Lauren Feeder explains how the remaining candidates are doing in the 2020 race for the White House. I'm Mark Filipino, and here's the news you need to start your day. The U.K. is set to leave the European Union on the 31st of October, and the spotlight will be firmly fixed on Brexit news for the foreseeable future. The Chartered Institute of Public Relations received £146,000 from the UK government to help produce videos such as this one last year. The video offers PR consultants advice on how to prepare clients for a no-deal Brexit. This was part of a larger £10 million no-deal Brexit awareness campaign. The government paid trade organizations to help businesses prepare for a hard crash out of the EU with things such as events and these promotional videos. But since the UK managed to avoid that no-deal scenario, the government is now trying to get the £10 million back. The Financial Times has reviewed data it received as part of a Freedom of Information request. We've learned that 131 groups used the money for various campaigns. It's likely that a lot of the £10 million will have been spent. But the Department for Business, Energy, and Industrial Strategy is asking groups to provide evidence they spent what was doled out to them. Some analysts say the spend was part of a plan by Prime Minister Boris Johnson to convince the EU he was serious about leaving without a deal. The idea being that Brussels would feel pressured to grant a new withdrawal agreement that Mr. Johnson could then sell to the country. Nothing short of madness. That's what U.S. officials said would be the case if the U.K. adopted Huawei technology and its 5G mobile network. U.S. and U.K. security officials met yesterday as Washington presented Boris Johnson's government with new intelligence on the Chinese telecoms company. The U.K. has consistently said it would be able to protect its next-generation network against Chinese interference by using the equipment at the periphery of the 5G system. But the new intelligence from the U.S. team made the case that it would be harder than the U.K. thinks to secure a 5G network that uses Huawei in any capacity and that the Chinese company would create a serious national security threat. The U.S. is worried about the Chinese government's close relationship with the nation's companies, and whether it means a scenario where Huawei is asked or even ordered to spy on the U.K. on behalf of the Chinese state. President Trump has threatened to curb intel sharing with the U.K. if Huawei is included in its 5G plans. Mr. Johnson is expected to make a decision about whether to include Huawei this month. And back in August, the U.S. Treasury Department designated China as a currency manipulator. Trade tensions between the U.S. and China were at a boiling point, and at the time, Beijing had allowed the renminbi to fall below a key threshold. As the renminbi depreciated against the dollar, the impact of U.S. tariffs was offset. But on Monday, the U.S. Treasury Department dropped the currency manipulator label. It's a gesture that could ease tensions even further as the two countries signal a more peaceful trade relationship. The FT's James Politi has more. So it's largely a symbolic move. And what this means and what this shows 
is it sort of further evidence of the thaw in trade tensions between Washington and Beijing as the two sides gear up to sign their what is essentially a truce in their trade war on Wednesday at the White House. Right. So, James, can you tell us a little bit about this phase one deal that's expected to be signed? So the the deal was actually really struck last month in uh, mid-December, and the two sides have simply been going back and forth on different aspects of the translation and sort of dotting the I's and crossing the T's of the deal. So there hasn't been any real substantive movement between the sides since then. However, the sort of choreography of the deal has shown further signs of sort of an easing in tensions. The fact that the U.S. has dropped the designation of the currency manipulator label is one of those signs. The other is that the U.S. has also been considering a revival of the semi-annual economic dialogue with China, which Trump had originally ditched and which had sort of been a feature of U.S.-China economic relations for many years through the Obama administration and, uh, and the Bush administration. Here's a story you should know more about. Compared to where we were even just a month ago, the 2020 Democratic presidential field is looking a lot smaller. And tonight, six of the remaining candidates will square off in the last debate before the Iowa caucuses, the first vote of the primary campaign. The FT's Washington correspondent, Lauren Feeder, has more. So the Iowa caucuses, which are the first major event of the primary season, are three weeks away. Tonight's debate is the last chance for six of the leading candidates to make their pitch to voters in a very direct and far-reaching way in a a live televised debate that's going to be airing nationwide. And Lauren, we started this Democratic primary season with more than 20 candidates. The field has since whittled down. Yeah, so we are now down to 12 candidates. Six of them will be participating in tonight's debate because they've met thresholds that were set out by the Democratic National Committee. Some of the kind of bigger name candidates that we've seen drop out in recent weeks are Kamala Harris. We had just yesterday Cory Booker, the senator from New Jersey, drop out. There are a ton of polls out there. The most recent ones show that there are four candidates now all clustering near the top. The person on top of most of the polls right now is Bernie Sanders. He is the socialist senator from Vermont, former Vice President Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, the senator from Massachusetts, and Pete Buttigieg, who is now the former mayor of South Bend, Indiana. All of them polling at the front of the pack, close together, although it's important, I think, to point out that one They are close together, but often within the margin of error. So we can't read too much into the exact number of each poll. Uh, And then two, uh, it's also very, very, very important to remember that in the primary process, voters are very prone to changing their minds. A lot of the race has been focused on domestic issues, healthcare, student loans. But this past week with tensions between the U.S. and Iran heating up, how has this shifted, Lauren? Yeah, so Joe Biden in particular has really seized on this moment in foreign policy to make the case that he has the most international experience and he is therefore the best suited to take over as commander in chief. He's been in the U.S. legislature for nearly 
five decades. He was vice president for Barack Obama for eight years. So he can certainly make that pitch. But he's run up into a bit of trouble because Bernie Sanders in particular has gone after that lengthy CV. And what Bernie has really zeroed in on is the fact that in 2002, Joe Biden voted in favor of the Iraq war. Bernie and his campaign say that this shows a a real error in judgment on Biden's part. And they're really kind of hammering home that message. They've been kind of going after him for more than a week on this at this point. Now, each of the major candidates, they all say they're the one who is best fit to beat Donald Trump this fall. They're the most electable. But some of these candidates will have their campaigns disrupted once House Speaker Nancy Pelosi sends articles of impeachment to the Senate, which could be as soon as this week. Right. So the impeachment trial or the looming impeachment trial in the Senate could have a huge impact on the presidential primary field. We have four senators still in the race competing to be the Democratic nominee, Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren, Amy Klobuchar, and Michael Bennett. All four of those senators are going to be expected once the trial begins, which could be as soon as tomorrow. And I think it's really, you can't underestimate the fact that these primaries are won in many cases due to retail politics, due to grassroots campaigning, meeting voters where they are. If four of these candidates, two of them front runners, if they're pulled off the campaign trail for as many as six weeks and six days a week, it really will hurt their campaigns as they try to win these primaries and collect these delegates in order to be the party's nominee. You can read more on all of these stories at FT.com. Today, U.S. banks kick off the fourth quarter earnings season. J.P. Morgan Chase, Citigroup, and Wells Fargo are all set to report. This has been your daily FT News Briefing. Make sure you check back tomorrow for the latest business news. Hi, this is Matt. And Sean. From Two Black Guys. With good credit. From a local business to a global corporation. Partnering with Bank of America gives your operation access to exclusive digital tools, award-winning insights, and business solutions so powerful, you'll make every move matter. Visit bankofamerica.com slash banking for business to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America, N.A., copyright 2024. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project... There's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum.